Hello, darlings. Welcome back. Uh, I was listening to a thing, and I really... The last couple of days have been real immersed in, like... Everyone seeming to unconsciously be working towards the same aesthetic of spirituality. And in that, that aesthetic of spirituality seems to be, like the validating point. And as I keep looking at these tendencies for all of us to be emulating this whole entire spiritual community where everyone's basically doing the same thing, I kind of start to see it's all pointing in one direction, which is right back to religion. Anyone else notice this? It's a show of hands. Hey, has anyone gone to a, um, a yoga class and felt shamed? that they showed up to practice being in their body and they're like not doing it right or not enough. Yeah. Raise your hands. Oh yeah. That's, that's a, that's a like that's a hallmark of religious, uh, structure. Um, let's see what else. Oh yeah. Uh, incredible purity, right? Keeping the body excessively clean through what we perceive in the year 2021 to be that way. Which is really funny, because I'd also invite anyone to go back through the decades and notice the health crazes and the alignments to spirituality, whether it's a cult or a church. <laughs> right? So funny. People are trying to find this new age spirituality, and they're basically, it's... Okay, it's like this. Uh, I've noticed that fashion trends come around over and over again because when I'm a kid and I love this fucking like spandex neon I was born in 83 right so like late 80s and 90s like the, that it's 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 an imprint on me so kind of of course when I come back around to being an influential adult in consumer uh, stylists like late 30s and 40s you start to run things notice those trends come around this is everything. It's so funny. It's hilarious. We think that we've invented this whole new thing, but it's exactly the same. Yeah, it is. Look at any guru. Look at any priest. Look, look at any of it. These holy people that, um, not the, you know, not the normies. I'm not saying those because there's this layer of holy people and spiritual people that are people's grandmas, y'all. They're, they're gardeners, they're farmers, you know, fuck, but really, so let's go back to this, like, where does this, where does the separation start? Oh, yeah, um, okay, so here's, I think it starts with good and evil, this insidiousness of polarity being uh, a competition, and I was talking with my partner last night about how competition, everything is framed as competition. Even when you think it's not, it is. And it really fucks everything up. Nobody does something just to do something in the way that you do when all of a sudden there's a competition. Eh. But <clears throat> that's what this has become. Good versus evil. Black versus white. You know, which is... My God, y'all, everything is founded by the Illuminati and the Freemasons, the, the black and white checkers. It symbolizes, you know, the floors and the boards. It symbolizes the balance of polarity. 
that these things are have to be evenly woven together. Because there's life. Yeah. And guess what? There's death. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny because the people who seem to emulate whatever the on-trend spiritual <clears throat> image is, man, do they do damage. Because, like, everybody's just sheeping it. <laughs> Sheeple. Just sheeping it. Just like, who's going to lead me? I don't have the willpower to deal with the fact that I am a fallible, multidimensional being. And I just, it's so complicated. I mean, <clears throat> FYI, because society messages that, not because it's true. And so we start to go, I don't fucking know. I just need someone to tell me what to do. And if this thing works for them. <laughs> Remember I talked about pizza last time? You know, what I was thinking recently was like sex, orgasms. Like we don't all come the same way. Right? Like, if we all had to use the same technique or style or toy, like, if we all had to come the same way, it just wouldn't happen. And then also, okay, let's think about this. Tie back to the Illuminati, the Freemason, the fact that they have to do everything in plain sight, which makes um, all of the religious pomp and circumstance hilarious, because everyone's like, oh, it's getting me closer to the divine. And the elite are like, mm, yes, we can do anything, and you will pay tithing for it, pay us for it, support us to do it, also pay taxes. <laughs> so then you've got these people who have created this whole, like, system, you know, and it's, it's like, um, well, uh, so far as much as I believe, and I'm constantly learning more about it. So as far as my belief, you know, the Knights Templar were kind of the first faction of an organized, this like Illuminati Scottish rite. And the whole concept was they were to hold the secrets through the age of darkness and, and then bring them back out. But what tends to often happen is these telephone game and people one really like power and they really like secrets hold power so that will fuck with someone and two over time you kind of forget why you're holding it and you don't know who you're looking for to give it to anymore it becomes very confusing and in that might be the medicine of itself i was like this also with my partner i was like too bad every system like every system has to have a regulation to it and that usually means people are regulating a system. So, like, you can have this... I don't know how to start a community or, or this, like, cooperative governance that I hope for someday. Because anyone who has a bit more influence or power just tends to know it, you know? I don't know what to do about that. And I, I don't know if that's our instinct as much as what we've been kind of really taught to perfect. <clears throat> so the Knights of Templar essentially are supposed to hold the secret of the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail, which is the tubular torus, like the entire cosmos, is the shape of one big fucking, like, donut. You know, we're just spinning. I mean, I've been to the Galactic Center through many a journey, and, and it's my home. I know that place. The black hole that everyone's like, black holes go nowhere. Well, <laughs> ever since we've known about black holes, I'm like, that's, that's a portal to home. 
And only now have scientists been like, oh, it goes somewhere. <laughs> Fucking idiots. But what the Knights of Templar were supposed to hold was this divine knowledge that there's a micro-macro and that the cosmos is the, two, is the Taurus, um, our, our cosmic galaxy is the Taurus, our solar system is the Taurus, our Earth has a Taurus, the polarity of north and south of this moving. You've seen the diagram of like a person's body with the, the magnets around it and it shows you this like arc and this is what we call angelic wings when we think we're seeing angel wings we're seeing the heart chakra so fucking intense because it's the core in my personal belief um it it has a fractal sense that often the heart chakra when it reaches its most celestial point looks like wings but so we are this tubular torus. So if you take this tubular torus and there's this amazing YouTuber that does it, um, I think it's like the mm, Institute of Mu, M-U, I believe. I don't know, something like that. And this guy is a, <clears throat> he's given lots of lectures on how you can hold, you can do the whole entire Hebrew alphabet with your hand. And it, the Hebrew alphabet is also inside the tubular torus. And people have blown smoke through this tubular torus and stood around it and from different areas. They have seen Aramaic, right? Sumerian. Um, fuck, there's another one that's like, ooh, what is it? The yoga uh, Sanskrit? <clears throat> so it's, it's interesting that this tubular torus, um, there's also an apple and the seed to it. So it's not like a perfect donut. There's this little moment on the inside of it that it has its own fractal which is the seeding point. And that's where I would say the galactic center is, and that looks like a big, sparkling, obsidian disco ball. It really kind of does. Because what it is is energy, and it's refracting light from the cosmos. It's like a mirror ball, really, but it has, so it has the sense of, um, of that. <clears throat> what I've noticed is the more I've experienced it, that it in itself isn't this, like, crystal ball turning, but it's, like, mm, you know when your hand is under a sheet and you move it, right? You see the sheet moving? So it's like this ripple in space. Almost like an invisibility cloak, maybe? It's very well disguised in obvious place, which is the seed of every fucking spiritual cult community group religion. <laughs> So, the secret of the Holy Grail is essentially that, and that Holy Grail holds the, all the conversations to the Tree of Life. Yada, 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 yada. So, the fun thing is the tubular Taurus. So, the Sri Yantra, um, the, the flower of the seed, the Tree of Life. Mm, fuck, there's a couple others. There's a couple other mandala type things that when you spin this, make this tubular torus. As if you've seen a cross-section of a cut of human DNA, it looks like the flower of life. The flower of life, the tree of life, these things are like inside of us. I believe that this is actually conversations about like puberty and menstruation. Oh my god, did I say those words? <laughs> yes, I did. Because those are life givers. Not at all shameful things. Life givers. There was um, this guy I was 
I, you know, I do. I just like to, I love to watch people share and talk about everything. So I say these references a lot on uh, like YouTube and stuff. I mean, since you can't really get to the library these days and I'm out in the middle of the country, the online YouTube is what's up. And so there was this gentleman who was talking about this concept of good and bad. And if I, in my own human body, hold both polarities, right, I think that Side note, I think that our tendency to speak masculine or feminine is uh, in place of speaking of um, positive and negative neutron kind of atom charge. And we have this, we literally say positive and negative, but on the battery, we need both sides to make it go. It's not that like, oh, don't put the negative inside. You have to put the positive side in. I mean, yeah, you do match them to the sides they're supposed to go. But, I mean, is this like, how much more painfully in our face does this have to be? That this, that we've got all these words wrong and the concepts outside ourselves. And truly, the people who are my greatest teachers... Y'all, come on, you know Yoda. I mean, he's living in a fucking hut in a swamp, doing whatever he's doing, you know, he's just being him. Is he in, like, a fucking epic divine palace wearing all white, covered in crystals? No, he's not, is he? Our favorite spiritual leaders in the movies and in, like, iconic entertainment are the ones who we all like to call the tricksters. In, in Native Indigenous community, they call it Hayoka. Um, in Peru, it's Chuyachaki. <laughs> um, well, that's that's a very masculine, right? That's very the Chuyachaki is actually considered a masculine trickster spirit. There's there's feminine too, but uh, that's the one. You know, they teach in this way that's gritty, dirty, funny, awkward. It's not sitting in a temple, eating air, <laughs> drinking ionized water. It's not. I mean, fuck yeah, there's all kinds of things we can do that we know from knowledge or science to help our body. But, uh, okay. So, when I was really obsessed about needing the lifestyle to meet, or else there'd be shame, especially because I have a history of this physical illness that I was very conscientious of what I was eating and how it was affecting me. I got to the point where my day, my day was like this. Wake up, undo all the things in the bathroom or whatever, brush your teeth, wash the face, blah, blah, blah. Come downstairs, warm water with lemon. Wait 15, 20 minutes. Oh, no, that wasn't it. It was celery juice that was the epic so first celery juice raw juiced celery juice empty stomach wait 15 minutes then warm water with lemon wait 15 20 minutes then <laughs> hyper organic superfood smoothie with chlorella spirulina uh spirulina spirulina fuck yeah dulce dulce flake um 
chlorella. Barley grass. That's in the, all of this stuff was organic, right? All, uh, coconut water, bananas. I mean, all I was on the medical medium thing, so it was like all these things, right? Then. <laughs> that doesn't even go. I don't even go with like, I have all of these medicines from some fucked up shit happening with my nervous system, these adrenal fatigue. So now I have like four or five tinctures that I'm also supposed to take on an empty stomach. So then it's like, take a tincture. Holy shit. When do I get coffee? I've just given it up, y'all. I've been like, fuck it. Like now you here with me. I woke up this morning, I had some water, I took a little bit of a, a tincture, and then after a few minutes, I had a cup of coffee. Because I'm like, not every day is going to be so fucking regimented perfect. It doesn't even go on to be like the whole rest of the day in each meal. I didn't even finish my fucking routine. It's exhausting to even talk about. But you know what? What happens when shit goes down? What happens when you travel? It becomes insanely hard to commit to something like that even a warm glass of lemon water in the morning when you travel becomes a high quality finesse <laughs> I can't even tell you it does I mean I've been traveling on ayahuasca diets because I'm preparing for ceremony and going through the <clears throat> the airport with dried-out oatmeal and like, apple slices and shit it's funny it's weird because you travel and you can't, I mean, everything's full of whatever, but, okay. If we are on a world where it's all good and bad and there's no fucking avoiding it, then why are we avoiding it? Okay, another one, how about this? Let me, let me form the thought, okay? One of my teachers in the jungle Really? Well, the whole family. The whole family teaches this work with their medicine. And I've been lucky to sit with, like, granddad to grandson. Like, four generations of these family um, are currently in practice with each other. And it's amazing. Um, the, uh, they would say that everything on this planet is medicine. Everything. Anything made on the earth, from the earth, is medicine. No, 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 no. It's how you use it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lady who had some shit going on with her stomach, and she had to drink gasoline. Now, not a cup of gasoline. It was like a drop of gasoline and an enormous brew of medicine. Right? It was wild and cool. I had a gasoline bath, bleach and gasoline. There were lots and lots of other herbs and plants. And the whole bath itself was put into a tub the size of one of those enormous garbage bins, you know, like huge garbage. Um, it's not a bin, but like can. <laughs> and, and they would put a cap full of bleach and a cap full of gasoline. And then over the course of three or four days, there were like 12 of us that we would like douse ourselves in this plant um, protection bath because we were getting fucking brujeria, bitch. There was sorcery, they were coming after us. 
they are very uh, money hungry down in the area we were at and they were jealous of each other. People who had been working or families around each other were very jealous of each other making money. So I did experience, um, personally, I did experience the effects of these things. We did have rituals and ceremonies to shift it. We, we treated it very seriously and not in a crisis pandemic way. <laughs> See, the thing is, is if you're actually way out in the middle of a forest, a jungle, if you are really far away from a hospital or immediate help, resources, anything, you are only going to survive long if you become conscientious of the efforts made Right? It's that, like, you're in the quicksand. Why do you immediately start to fucking panic when you know it's just going to suck you in faster? So, it's a very careful, like, surgical process when you do anything in the jungle. I miss that. I mean, every once in a while, you know, wave of hysteria, like somebody saw a snake and they just freaked the fuck out. Mind you, we are technically surrounded by um, incredibly poisonous snakes. So we were sharing the property with the breeding ground of a snake called Bush Monster. Bush Master? Bush Master. Bush Monster? For some reason, I cannot remember the actual name of it right now. But they have this snake in uh, the zoo in Seattle. I've seen it. And I was like, oh my god, that's that snake. It grows 20 feet long. 20 feet long. And it can reach 7 feet with its, you know, like it's coiled. And you're like, I'm far enough away that I could survive. 7 feet, it has a reach of 7 feet. Then, when it bites you, within 15 minutes, your blood vessels, your nervous system starts to liquefy. We were sharing a camp with these snakes. There were a couple of sightings. Yes, in a camp. I definitely had one underneath my bunk. And the men in the middle of the night were like surrounding my cabin and trying to figure out how to scare it out. There was a lady, they're nocturnal, and there was a lady who went to go visit the Noya Rao tree the divine tree of sacred flying light. Um, I guess I, I owe you guys a podcast about Noyaral uh, because she's my everything. And, and this snake, why can't I remember it? The name of this snake is driving me crazy. It's like an R or something. But um, this snake is kind of one of its spirit animals. So the, wow, all the words are gone. Blue Morpho butterfly and this Beast Bushmaster Snake. What the fuck? I will find this for you and at some point say it. Um, they are the ones who are the kind of animal spirit. And there was this one time that this lady... Man, I really didn't enjoy this lady. I'm glad she survived, but I thought it was so funny that she's the one out there. She was really something else at camp. And then uh, she was at camp and she went out to walk to the Noyarau tree, which is very close. It's like a five-minute walk. And she was sitting by the tree and writing in her journal or singing or doing something. And she said she saw the head of the snake pop up from the other side of the tree. 
And it's so distinct because it has like golden eyes. <laughs> Holy shit. She's like popped up, right? And then they have this moment where she's like, it's about eight to ten feet away from me. So it can almost reach to me. So what you're told when you encounter this snake to do is start running and stripping off your clothing because it will go for the scent of your clothes. The warmth and the scent of your clothing, it will go for that first. So wouldn't you believe all of a sudden somebody comes screaming out of the jungle naked? (laughs) And it was wild because we immediately took this person in like, this is trauma, this is stressful, we loved, there was lots of hugs, you know, and then laughter because you are alive. (laughs) You made it. Oh, I'm never going back down to that camp. Like, as I was going through that camp for the last couple of years, um, the snakes kept coming closer and closer. Like, honestly, the first year I went, they really stayed kind of on this one side of the property, and that was what was happening the last year I was there, and I was like, fuck no. Because after an ayahuasca ceremony, I had, like, a six-minute hike to my hut through the yards and the trees to the other side of the property, and I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going back to this place. (laughs) shit and that's where you really get it like the thing is is the people who are influencers okay the people who are holding power they're probably something about them you wish you were or had it's just this thing of like we're like oh she's so pretty like I keep telling myself I can't launch any kind of wellness practice of any kind until I get super hot because nobody's gonna give a shit (laughs) And the funny thing is, most of the time, the hot people are not really that healthy. Fuck. Do you know how many injuries dancers have? Like, dancers' bodies are so beautiful, right? Because they are so active. And it's like they get... I have friends who are. They get out of bed every morning feeling crippled and sore and exhausted. It's a thing. I mean, this is the polarity of all. This is the polarity of, like things that don't always feel so great in the moment do really pay off and also sometimes things don't feel great because they're not, they're supposed to like teach you to shift a, a different way the good and the bad like I was talking to somebody the other day and I, I make a comment here about the validity of me watching YouTube because in the spiritual community, you shouldn't have a TV. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Are you spiritual people only hanging out with other spiritual people? Do you not hang out with normal people? Because that's a red flag. No, yeah, if you can't go to a barbecue and just hang out with people who eat Doritos. Oh, God, I miss Doritos. I can't have them because it's cheese. I just can't have cheese. <laughs> I would eat them, though, if I could. Um, you know, it's like... Uh, like my, it's, If I know McDonald's is full of preservatives and isn't good, and somebody eats McDonald's, and I look at them and I shake my head, that's some bullshit. That's some total bullshit. And I'm sure that all of the, like, spiritual woo influencer community thinks that I'm full of crap. But I think that that shame is the source of everything. You don't know that person's fucking karma or lifestyle. 
I'm pretty sure at this point I need to grow like some bravery around it. But I'm pretty sure in my life I get to do whatever I want. And, um, and I'm still figuring out what I want. Because you see, at first, doing whatever I want was doing whatever society deemed happy, valuable, the best, right? And so I've actually had to do a lot of work to train myself to not go towards what is being subliminally messaged as what I want, but what, what I truly want. It's not straightforward. The other thing about it is when someone goes up and does such extreme things and creates a life where they're kind of not human anymore, why am I going to take their advice? Okay, so if a guru goes up on a mountain for 40 years, somebody goes on a mountain, anyone goes up on a mountain and decides to be solitary in silence on the mountain for 40 years, and they have a profound experience and they understand some deep cosmic something, right? Okay, who are you going to tell it to? Are you going to walk back down to the community where you haven't been around for 40 years and you're a total stranger and people are like, wait, why am I listening to this mountain person talk about the most random shit ever? Do you see this? Why are we looking at people who, I mean, from my perspective, most of these people are really fucking loaded with money and they have these beautiful lives. I think the Leo King was talking about it like, there's this new thing about spiritual shaming people who haven't gone to the other countries and places like this weird pretentiousness of like, Oh, you haven't been to like Cancun to Tulum. Oh my God. Oh, you haven't been to like Atitlan. Oh, you haven't been to an ashram. And you know, it's like, no, because I'm broke as fuck. What is going to another country, another place going to do to teach I mean, well, actually, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot about going to another country, another place. It's going to teach you about yourself. But it's not going to validate, like, validate. That's not going to validate you. I just did that. It will teach you a lot, always. You can take a road trip. You seriously fucking can. Holy shit, especially in these states. You could take a road trip far enough that you feel like you're in a whole other world. And just be open and willing to experience that world and you'll learn something about yourself like going somewhere else beautiful on instagram that some rich ass fucking influencer has been sponsored to go and talk about is not a trip to spirituality like these people who are hyper spiritual on instagram are not your teachers they're celebrities have you noticed that I'm walking the fuck away from it all? I mean, not to say that I'm better or worse than any of them. Because we're all just figuring out whatever the fuck, right? But I'm walking away from a lot of it because... It's a contest. It's a competition. And I understand advertising and PR. I've done it. I've worked it. It's a fucking game to play on you in your weakest mindset. To tell you subliminally that you don't have enough and this will make you happy. And that feels like the most fucked up manipulation ever. 
That's, and that's precisely going against this whole lifestyle. The only way that you're ever going to fucking come through this is if you radically accept everything as it absolutely is and then learn about why it's that way and embrace it. That just sounds like some stupid health help bullshit, right? Like, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's tangible. I hope that's a tangible enough thing. I don't know if I have tools for it. Oh, it's not comfortable because it's not obvious. Because the real shit isn't being publicized. Like, real life doesn't happen through these cameras. This woman came over yesterday and she shared with me the most amazing fucking, like, yes, 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 this is, this is it. This, maybe this is your homework. Okay, if you're down for some homework, here it is. And you can choose whichever medium or project suits you, perhaps it's this. She had taken the time to draw this mandala, really taken this whole afternoon, and it was, it meant a lot. And it was about something to her. I can't quite remember, but I believe it, it, it was about the people and the places, you know, very Jungian uh, mandala about self. And she thought about, oh, I can't wait to show and share this. But immediately, while she was on dieta, actually, had the instinct that she, it's okay to just burn it. She didn't need anyone else to see this work that she had done. That she was satisfied with. And she didn't need to keep that thing, that work that she had done, to remember that her capability and satisfaction of it, right? It can, it can be stored deep intrinsically within us. And then I added to this, when I was listening, I turned to her and I said, you know, quantum theory is that we are all particles of a holographic universe. So you creating that mandala and witnessing it in yourself shares it with every particle of the universe, whether we actually understand that or not. It has been experienced because she experienced it. This is what we should be looking for in our spirituality, babes. This is what we should be looking for in our leaders, our teachers, our healers. Not a need to be seen or popularized or validated. But really, it's, it's always the quiet ones. The unassuming really is. So maybe the other potential challenge or invitation for you is instead of looking at the people who are showing up with their hands out, notice the ones that you may have passed by who are just waiting. a different relationship there. Hmm? All right, love bugs. I got a lot of feels this week, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what else is going to happen this week. I may share a little more over this weekend. 
you might just be getting a whole bunch of these. Like, maybe I'm just feeling like, fuck it. <laughs> Another wave of fuck it. I think I get waves of fuck it. Like, let's just talk to this microphone and see where it goes. And then there are days where I really overthink it. So, um, you know, if you really want a little more of the music, always the Patreon. I've got some really beautiful, uh, wild harvested and lovingly harvested copal and Palo Santo incense in my shop. I've got a couple of herbs that I've brought back from Peru that can be made into teas and tinctures, uh, essential oils and things. If you don't know about Noya Rao, N-O-Y-A-R-A-O, Tree of Flying Light. I've got an essential oil with her and Marusa, and I'll, maybe I'll have to do a few... I think that'll be the plan this next week is I'll give you guys a few episodes on each of these plants that I have done diets with and the things that they teach. And um, I'll leave you with this. A friend of mine who did a diet with me that I facilitated um, shared with me this concept that this is the next stage. People doing work with dieta is the next stage because it requires 100% accountability and there is no hallucinogenic ceremony. It is just you doing the work with yourself and this plant master, right? The answers aren't given to you. They don't blow you the fuck open. It shows you where they have been in you all this time. Noirao, the tree of flying light, teaches us to speak our truth with compassion for ourselves and others. Marusa is about divine feminine healing and intuition and uh, a lot of uh, self-love. And Bobansana moves grief, trauma from the body. Lots of joy and creativity coming back with these. They call them, the three diets together is um, the, triple, the triple goddess. And I am so blessed to hold her in me so i will be sharing more of that um throughout the end of february wow march is coming soon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i always do full moon new moon uh shamanic journeys if you want reach out message me and i can send you recordings for a particular asking price and they're always up on my patreon at the higher level of the 35 dollar gets you, there's always some bonus something, two journeys a month for the full and new moon, and a couple of songs, like, usually about a song a week or two. You know, it's been my birthday week, so it's been a little bit quiet, but I'm about to roll back onto Patreon and blow it all down. Oh, there's also a dollar a month astrology, like, download, so you can pay one, five, or 35, and that, like, get a little, a nibble, or a whole big bowl. Yeah, babes? All right, I love you. Stay fabulous. And, you know, when in doubt, fuck everyone else. Just get quiet. Just find the place where you can go deep inside and trust yourself. You're the only one that can validate you. I see you. I believe in you. And that's basically all we're here to do. We're here to blow through every fucking possible human experience. So it's going to happen. 
and I'm not saying that any one of us have to be like, well, fuck it, I'm going to be nihilistic, but um, the chewy, the gooey, the cry sessions, the loss, the gain, the birth, the change, it's all going to happen. And if you're going to say that I'm a good or bad person because I reacted this way or did these things or made these choices, then you're giving yourself back to this place of powerlessness where we look at other people outside of ourselves, And those people, I mean, what did I do the last time? I was like, imagine a good person in your mind's eye. It's just imaginary. It's a perspective. This is what crushes are, y'all. That's what crushes are. You crush on someone because you don't really know all the nitty gritty and you haven't had to share a bathroom with them. <laughs> or maybe you have. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to let you all go on with your day. And uh, I hope something comes your way. You're fucking fabulous. <laughs>